Welcome back to the Bible Reading Project and podcast. It's a podcast. Goodness, I really need to get that right, Nessa. It's both, you know. When are you going to get me on that one? Because I really, I really got to work on it. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I do it, you have to just kind of like hit me or something. It's a project because we're working on it. You're right. Podcast because you're listening to it. You're right. You're right. You're right. So it is, it is a little bit of both and we really haven't really decided which way we're going, but that's okay. Welcome back. We are so excited to have you here. I Mm -hmm. am your, I think, amusing host, Brianna Shelnut, and I am joined, of course, by the amazing, by the incomparable, I can't say that word, but I'm still (laughs) going to do it every single time, because why not? It's awesome. Yes. (laughs) I'm joined by my co-host, Nessa Goss, and she is my best friend in the world, and she has somehow agreed to do this with me every third Sunday of the month. Yes, for the whole year. (laughs) For the whole year. forever. And forever. (laughs) (laughs) For as long as I have her captive, um, she she is going to do this with me, and I'm so grateful for her. Thank you, Nessa. Thank you for joining me. Yes, <laughs> we also have a super awesome guest. But before we get to her, because she needs her own introduction, introduction. We're all over the place. Yeah, we are. Today's just crazy, but Today's that's fun. <laughs> Let's ask about our weeks, yes. and then our special guest will give her some space to talk. Yes, Brianna, how was your week? My week was uneventful, but guess what? We are finally, we finally pulled the trigger and we are getting a king bed and I'm super Woo-woo. excited. That's the only thing that really happened this week that was really exciting. Mm. But you have even more exciting news because Arwen yep. is finally free. She Yay. is free. She's been free for a little bit and she's getting used to it. It's great. She's happier. So, so exciting. Praise God. Thanks everyone for praying. Yes. <laughs> and for all the support and love. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And we just really appreciate you guys once again for listening and tuning in. Um, we really hope to inspire you guys to read your Bible every single day. Zero excuse. Oh, now, yeah. even though the podcast does not come out every single day and that we only hang out with you guys on Wednesdays, we still hope to inspire you to read your Bible because yes. you need it. It's amazing. It's a living, breathing word of God, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. But all right, enough out of me. I talk really long and I talk really fast. <laughs> <laughs> we are joined by the most amazing guest who has offered not only to sit with us today, but also for next week. Mm-hmm. We're super excited to have Leslie Smith Woo-woo! here with us. Thanks for having me. She's incredible, mm-hmm. y'all. She loves babies. She loves the Lord. She loves her friends. She loves God. She is awesome. We really yes. are so happy and excited to have her here with us. She's going to give us great godly input on what we're talking about today. And mm-hmm. Leslie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Sure thing. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Leslie. Um <laughs> uh, I am in nursing school right now. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's very fun, very <laughs> stressful. So, yeah. Uh, but um, let's see. I want to become a peds nurse because mm. I love children. Yes. Um, and I'm working full time, all the lovely stuff. So, full time and nursing school. And nursing school, yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Know, right? So, you don't have much time. In your day. I don't have all. too much time at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. I mean, but God is good. He's yeah. moving me. Mm-hmm. Stress but bless is my new motto. Yes. So, good motto to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good motto. Yeah, yeah. Yes. My week's been amazing, I guess is probably the good word. Been mm-hmm. like spiritual battle for sure. Oh. Like I think everybody's being attacked, which means that we're on the right track. Um, but yeah, I feel like I needed some confirmation, which I got. I was like, praise God for confirmation. Mm-hmm. And we're moving. That's yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yes. Now, what did God put on your heart to speak to you, to us about today? Yes. So I want to talk about relationships, not like dating, right? 
but um, just in general, like, for example, our relationship together yeah. um, as friends and as sisters in Christ, um, <clears throat> like relationships with your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, that one person that you don't like, even them, yeah. um, just like how we're supposed to be um, as uh, like brothers and sisters in Christ, basically. Yeah. Um, as Christ-like as possible. Right, right. And that's what we're going to be reading today um, in Philippians 2. So. That's awesome. All right. But, yeah. That's a good topic because we can get fleshly sometimes and it's easy Heck to get. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because like, sure. they're like, oh, yeah, as soon as you have the Holy Spirit, you'll be good, right? I'm like, no, you're still going to sin, but like, you got to try to <laughs> live as close like as Christ as possible. Yes. Um, because you never know who needs it as well as yourself because it humbles you too. Yep. And so... It definitely does. And with every single day, we're trying to, we're, we're chasing progress, not perfection. Yes. And so I think this is a good topic. A lot of people, you know, we do like to focus on marriage and, you know, those kind of relationships. Right. But there's not a lot that talks about friendships and how you're supposed to interact with brothers, sisters, and yeah. other relationships in your or life dating. like that. Or it's dating. Or dating. in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. So that might be part two. <laughs> we might get into that. Okay. <laughs> part Sounds two. Good. But I definitely am excited about this topic. I think it's going to be really good. I think a lot of people are going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Amen. So whenever you guys are ready, you want to dive into Philippians 2? Yes. Sure. All right. Who do you want to, who wants to read this time? Hmm. I mean, I can read this fine. You want to read? Read Leslie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Go for it. So Philippians 2, verse 1. Um, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look for only um, for your own interest, but take an interest in others as well. You may have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had, or you must, sorry, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that that at the name of Jesus every knee shall shall should not shall should bow bow <laughs> sorry in yeah. heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless." But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. So good. Yes. That word is so good. So what do you get from that? What do you get from that passage? So the one that I stumbled on was the one that I actually got. Let me see if I can get back to it. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, what I got from it in general is 
the more you study what Christ did when he was here, the more you focus on what he did, his actions, like, we should be living as close, like, to him as possible. So what does that mean? So perfect example, washing feet, right? You're like, ew, gross. I don't want to touch feet. <laughs> but it's like, it humbles you. Yeah. Like, why we serve, it's, it humbles us. It softens our hearts. And if we can soften our own hearts, it's much more... Um, plausible I guess to mm-hmm. be able to help other people see that and then they want to soften their own hearts because I can't soften your heart you can't soften my heart mm-hmm. right so it's more of a humility thing um, why is it that Jesus is the only king that was able to be humble and everybody else was selfish and they failed um, so I, that's what I got from that yeah okay that's awesome I think I like how the verse continuously calls back to specific behavior mm-hmm. like we talk about it yeah. a lot on the podcast that god is very specific he really does not leave anything out if he's telling you something like he tells you in the most plainest terms like okay this is what i'm expecting and these are mm-hmm. the expectations so i like how he says um make joy complete make his joy complete by being like-minded mm-hmm. having the same love being one in spirit and of one mind do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves not linked to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others now to me in this day and age this verse can be very taken out of context misconstrued oh, of you know like just used as an excuse to oh we should agree with everybody and we should be at peace with everyone and we should never speak out about the things that are either wrong or anything like that but i think that god really calls it to just be be that way Tr- try your best to live in peace with people mm-hmm. whether it is with like-minded believers or it is with non like-minded believers just try your best to live in peace and have a humility about yourself when interacting with people now I, for me that's something I struggle with honestly like I, I really do struggle with having friendships where I feel like okay am I really being humble in this moment am I really <laughs> right. having humility within this friendship am I really putting this person's needs above my own because it, it is easy to be needy it is, oh, it's yeah. very easy that's to, how we're designed it, it really is <laughs> right <laughs> we are designed <laughs> To be needy, yes. But we're designed to be needy towards God, you know, and have our needs met by God, not by Mm -hmm. other people or other relationships. So for me, I definitely struggle with that where it's like, okay, am I really putting this person's interest above my own? It's easy to put my husband's interest. It's easy to put my kids' interest. But even with my own siblings, I struggle Mm -hmm. with that sometimes where I'm just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) About people you don't like. Right, exactly. (laughs) And that's that's people I'm related to. Well, I don't even like. So oh. I think that's a very convicting verse where it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. well, you need to make sure you're walking it out in humility in all mm-hmm. your relationships, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Now, that's not to say let people take advantage of you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not to say, you know, if someone's in sin that you have to un- affirm the sin or do anything like that. But it is to say that if you want to have good relationships Mm -hmm. people don't really think about it but humility is a big part of that whether i know last week we talked about forgiveness Mm -hmm. whether that's forgiving first or you know letting go of offense easy or you know even 
just approaching them in a spirit of humility. Hey, can how can I serve you today? Like me and us, you know, we're moms, you guys. Right. So like for us, we're constantly probably asking people, hey, how can I lighten your load today? Or how mm-hmm. can I help you today? Or, you know, like we complain about naps all the time <laughs> because our, yes. our lives are run by that. But like for someone who isn't in that stage yet, how do you, how do you dish out humility? How, how do you walk that out in your life? Hmm. I seek out things that I don't want to do in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. if I see somebody struggling, I'm like, mm, I could just sit here and enjoy this. But, like, it's a dual mind, right? Like, Paul talks about it a lot. So, fleshly Leslie would be <laughs> like, and eh, Brianna's struggling to open the door. I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm, but I'm trying to focus on me right now. It's me, mm-hmm. me, me. Yeah. But Holy Spirit that's inside of Leslie's like, no, your fellow sister's trying to do something, go. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, and the more you listen to it, the louder it gets mm-hmm. and it overshadows the fleshly Leslie desire of, I'm not saying it's not gone, yeah, but yeah, for sure. like it, it does help when you listen more to it and it, he's always there. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's us yeah. and you know, it, that's pretty much where I go with that. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Nessa? What do you think? I how, think, how do you do, how do you dish out, how do you approach relationships with a spirit of humility? Yeah. I think that verse that you mentioned with being in one mind with people and things, it's there's a that doesn't mean that you don't speak truth. Right. And I think people misinterpret living peacefully with never really being willing to be bold with truth because that can hurt people's feelings, but you can do it in a way that is love, but it's still truthful. And it's hard because you don't want to step on people's toes or whatever Mm -hmm. but jesus died for the truth so it's like getting that boldness and confidence that the holy spirit will change that heart no matter what but i can't just sit back and like not say anything because i'm afraid right and so it's like finding the balance of being godly and not being mean, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because yes. there's a way, like, people can be very mean with mm-hmm. truth and be very sure. mean in, like, just Bible thumping. That's not what we're called. Jesus did not Bible thump. Mm-hmm. He just spoke the truth, and either people accepted it or it didn't. It's not my job to make someone accept it. And right. so, like, I think with the humility aspect, it's like, okay, how can I humble myself and be in their shoes, like put myself in their shoes. What would I want to be spoken to me if I was going through this Mm -hmm. moment? Like for now that I have had a baby with a broken leg, like Mm -hmm. now I know what it's like to have to carry around a baby with a 10 pound cast on her, Mm -hmm. not really be able to go around anywhere. And, but, and then I can like see another mom that's might be struggling with that and be able to put myself in her shoes. Or even if I'm not haven't had those same struggles, just try to put myself in someone's shoes Mm -hmm. and how can I still speak truth to that but being humble, if that makes sense. It It makes perfect sense. That's so good. Um, I like how you said that sometimes experiences help you understand people better. And um, my mother used to say this to me all the time. She used to say, Brianna, your little sister was put in your life to teach you (laughs) to... You know, to work something out of you, like whether mm-hmm. it was, you know, to work out your, to make you more patient or to make you more, you know, whatever. And like I was kind of saying before, people like to associate that with marriage and stuff like, oh, marriage makes you holy, not happy or whatever. <laughs> but I think the same, I think the same can be said about relationships, yes. oh, yeah, for about sure. different relationships, different friendships, 
bring out different sides of you. Different yeah. different relationships teach you different things in different seasons. Like sometimes you might have a friend for this season. Sometimes you might have a friend for that season. And if you're not careful you really do kind of approach these relationships where you're like, okay, what can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. What can this person do for me? And you're not really thinking, okay, what is God trying to do through this person for me? What, it, what, what does God want me to do for this person? Right. Like what, who's influencing who, who's, who's helping who out? And that's not just with friendships, but like with, you know, sibling relationships, parent relationships, like just being open to God may want to use this person in my life. Yeah. And how is he using this person just being open to that question is very interesting and even just taking a look around your circle yeah okay who, who am I becoming because right. the bible does reference and say yeah. he who walks with the wise grows wise but a companion of fools suffers harm yeah mm-hmm. so I, I take that to heart I, I'm very particular with my circle I'm very particular with who I let influence me who who I'm influencing mm-hmm. below me because it goes both ways like I feel like it's very interesting that God calls attention to how you're supposed to be in relationship with people mm-hmm. always pointing it back to being more Christ-like and being more Christ-like looks like also influencing those around you mm-hmm. and letting yourself be influenced by people to a certain extent while using wisdom and discernment right yep yeah, and he places people in your life for a reason, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, um, it's funny because it took me a while to recognize that because I go to school in Atlanta. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bless you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moment of silence. Right? Moment of silence. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah. Well, no, and like the people there are very, let's just say there's a good variety of people and I love it. I love variety of people. If we're all the same, we're not learning. Right. right. So it was like, I see all these people. I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. But I was going in with the mindset of me, right? Going in, I'm like, let me go talk to them about this. Let me go talk about them about this. But I was driving to school one day at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all right, well, Lord, I want you to use me this time because I I'm, I think I'm failing. I'm making it worse, right? And so he's like, just talk about me. But not in the point where it's like, by the way, guys, did you know that Jesus? Like, no, it's more so you, you can use anything that, is part of your personality and you can incorporate that. Like it just comes organically. Mm-hmm. Um, and like five or six months later, now we're praying before every test. They're uh-huh. like, Oh, Leslie, can we pray? And I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. do it for sure. Like they don't, they don't say like, they say you're different. Why? I'm like, because the Holy spirit is, mm-hmm. talk, is talking through me. It's not me. Like, yep. so it's That's very good. interesting why he places people in our lives. And some, it's just for a season, like you said, mm-hmm. right? I struggled with that because it's like, that can lead to abandonment issues if you think about it. For sure. Right? But yeah. um, I'm grateful for it because it did lead me to Christ because yeah. he's never abandoned us. He never will abandon us. Mm-hmm. We may think so, but he doesn't. Yeah. And then, like, there are some relationships and friendships where um, it's life. It's for life. Like, you, yeah. that's your group of people. And, like, going back to Christ... So what did he do, right, when he struggled or when he didn't know what to say or he already poured out to somebody? So he would go to the Father, right? So I'm like, okay, well, let me start doing that. I go to the Father, mm-hmm. all right? Then after that, he fills me up with what he wants to tell me, whether it be from the Bible or just, like, quiet room. I do my closet because that's the only quiet room I have. <laughs> right. Um, and then who do you surround yourself with, right? He mm-hmm. had his 12 disciples. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, they were le- looking up to him, but he was also learning from them, right, because mm-hmm. that's how you – he had a good variety of people, so who you surround yourself with to help, like, you have to be able to trust them, too, mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, if I'm struggling, I want you to tell me, right. Leslie, no, right? Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to have that group of people. And it takes time. Sometimes you have to learn through other friends to get to that point where you can be that valuable piece because we're body, right? Like you're the, you know, the head, you're the the arms and I'm the legs. Like we all have to be there together. And if we're not on the same track, we can cause each other to stumble. We can cause each other to go further south. But it's like, no, we got to have that group of people. And then from there, the third thing that he did, he went and talked to everybody. Like you shouldn't think, oh, I'm not going to talk to that person. I have nothing to do with them. No. Mm -hmm. If you feel called and the Lord says, go pray for that person, just do it. Mm -hmm. Like go, go do it. Your heart's racing, pounding like mine was (laughs) at the very beginning of this. Just go do it. And, you know, he's moving. So Yeah. That's good. good. So let's give some practical. Yeah. Um, Yes. Because I I, I like that. I like how we can dive into the word. And I think think that there are definitely some practical things that we can apply in our lives to either A, deepen our relationships with with other people through Christ, and also just how, just plain talking about how to be a better friend and how to be right, a better person yeah. uh, to your family to better have better relationships in general that are outside of marriage uh, outside right. of marriage outside of um, those types of relationships yeah so what you guys got just some wisdom like what what are some ways that you found in your life that help you become and be a better friend and what's what's some advice you would give well, for one, I think the best advice I could give, be transparent. Mm. That sounds really hard to do, and it yeah. is. Yeah. But when you're transparent and you show who you are, you don't have to fail at an expectation that you set up at the very beginning. And you'd be surprised because when you, like if I'm transparent to you, you're more likely to be transparent to me. And it makes yes. it much more effective yeah. in the so sense good. of now we have a bond. Yeah. So that would be my advice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Be transparent. Transparent, transparent for sure, because that's what opens up the realness of you. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, what I've learned is just how to listen mm-hmm. because people have a lot to say. <laughs> and yeah. if it's if I'm the one that's always talking, then that friend can easily or that person whether they're like my close friend or not, right. they can easily start feeling like I don't care about them. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned to just be a listener. I remember one time, this is with my mom and I relationship, my brother and I relationship, her and him, my brother and my mom always like butt heads so much. And it's because they don't, no one is willing just to listen to the other person, whether right. it's my mom or my brother in an argument. And so I remember my brother one time, they had just had this big blowout. And my brother was like, how do you just never fight with mom? I'm like, Nick, I shut my mouth. <laughs> and I just listen to what good. she's saying. Because even if I'm annoyed, yeah, she is hurt for a reason. Yeah, right. And so even if I'm annoyed, mm-hmm. I can like, you know, just sit and listen and usually there's something that she says that softens my heart mm-hmm. that I'm like okay well if she's hurt then there must be something that I can do to help um so I've just learned to listen to friends listen to people and not necess- if I feel prompted I'll say something but it's not even about saying something just yeah. listening yeah and letting so them talk <laughs> so good um I feel like a big part of relationships is meeting people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has your knowledge. Not everyone has your wisdom. Not everybody has your self-awareness. Not everyone has your emotional intelligence. Not everybody has, you know, not everyone's in a great place all the time 
and not everyone can fulfill every single need you might have at that moment. Right. Really learning how to just meet people where they're at and accept them where they're at within reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you should never put up with abuse. You should never put yeah. up with mistreatment. And, you know, in good relationships, that should not be anywhere. That, that shouldn't be anywhere. Yeah. But mm-hmm. truly learning just, okay, I'm going to drop this offense. I'm really not going to expect more out of you than you're able to give me. Mm-hmm. Like having a clear, good expectation from that person and having good, clear boundaries with that person or with those people that is are in your life, whether it's family, whether it's friendships, whether it's whatever, just having those expectations expectations of okay I know what you're able to give I know where you're at you know where I'm at and we're just going to meet in the middle as best as you can um I think something that gets kind of complicated like and it's uh, I'm not a I'm not a man (laughs) (laughs) any anytime I talk to my husband about like male friendships he's like oh I haven't talked to this yeah they don't talk 10 years (laughs) but he's still the best friend I ever had yeah but like with female friendships normally like we try to hang out we try to talk we try to you know like (laughs) do a few things here and there or you know hang out or something like that but I'm telling you in certain seasons I have not been able to do that and I I have so much respect and love for the people who have seen that and understand that that's that stage and have accommodated and have still tried to reach out still tried to you know do things with me and still tried to build connections with me and that's and that means a lot to me and in return I come back and I remember them and I'm like, okay, I want to hang out with you and I want to do something with you. Despite our seasons, despite differing, you know, whatever, we still try to come and do something together. So I think for me, that's one thing I've had to really learn, even despite maybe feeling hurt by someone's season, just understanding that it's really not a reflection on me. It's just sometimes people are in different stages and only have so much to give. And, right. and not everyone can give you something in certain seasons. Yeah. And so just knowing like, okay, well, I'm going to enjoy the season with the friends I have, or I'm going to enjoy this life with the relationships I have or mm-hmm. with my, with the time like that I have with my mom or with the time that I have with my siblings or, you know, and that's not to say that things shouldn't improve or that things can't improve because they can. And I think God wants that for us. I think God does want us to have good, fulfilling, God-centered relationships, but it's, sometimes it's okay to just kind of be like, okay, maybe not this friendship in this season. Uh, Maybe this isn't good for both of us for now, you know, and just knowing like, okay, there are limitations to everyone's friendships. There are limitations to everyone's boundaries. Like there are limits and that is okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's all right. A good prayer that um, I started doing is I will pray, Lord, I open doors sometimes that I shouldn't be opening, mm. right? Yeah. Um, Cause I'm curious. So it's like, Lord, I need you to close those doors and I need you to open the doors that need to be open, like flood them with mm-hmm. like open them right now because I'm here with you. And I know you, you know me best better than I know myself. So, you know, I always pray that. And it's funny because friends do leave and you're like, Oh, all mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And then things change. Yeah. I'm like, Lord, soften my heart right now, please. I'm on 285. Please help. <laughs> Yep. stuff like that so it's very interesting and he's listening at all times like even the smallest things he cares about yeah. so it's it's all about humility mm-hmm. it really is how do you guys how have you guys dealt with lonely seasons where mm-hmm. you feel like you don't have any friends or you don't have any good relationships to fall back on I know plenty of people don't have good relationships with their moms or good relationships with their fathers or good relationships with their siblings or have a close friend that they feel like they can relate to how do you guys deal with those seasons of loneliness because everyone has had them mm-hmm, so how sure. have y'all dealt with that 
Um, so I try to be the person that I'm looking for, if that mm. makes sense. So if I, if nobody's reached out to me, I'm like, Hmm, maybe I should reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll do something like, Hey, I was thinking about you. I appreciate you. Or, Hey, I'm praying over you right now. Mm-hmm. Or, Hey, what's going on? And it, it gives me the idea of one, I, they are there for me. Right. Even if they didn't reach out first, cause it's a two way street. Right. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so like I, I appreciate that in this aspect of like it's helping me, but it's also helping them. Mm-hmm. So like you know you have to be careful with, is it being selfish? Because I'm over here going, hey, how are you? Or is it more so? No, you have to humble yourself, mm-hmm. reach out to them, be transparent. Right. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for me? Yeah, yeah. Um, and having people like mentors is very good too. People who like people who have already experienced what you've been through, but also people around you, right? Like we want to have the good relationship of, okay, we haven't been through this together, but we're, or we haven't been through this and you haven't been through this. So let's do it together. Mm-hmm. And then having the mentor as well, like outsider perspective. Um, and then you normally don't feel alone. Praying also helps. Yeah. So, so good. I think for me, it's definitely a mental struggle because you are never truly alone, but it's we're human, so it's so easy to feel that way. And kind of what Leslie is saying is, you it takes effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you if when I find myself starting to feel alone or something, I'm like, okay, well, I know that that is a human feeling, mm-hmm. and I'm not truly alone, but I do feel alone in this moment. So what do I need to do to be active? and pursue something because otherwise I'm just going to keep going down this hole. And I think a lot of the time people don't realize that it, it does take effort. Mm-hmm. You you can feel alone, but you can also get yourself out of that feeling yeah. or you can continue to feel that way. Sure. And it's kind of like do the work mm-hmm. because right. this life <laughs> we're called to do work. Yeah. And, and that's in our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with people, our relationship with anything. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a constant mind mental battle that you have to get out of your own way, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I definitely in 2020 started feeling depressed and lonely because of losing a baby, losing my dog, all those things. And Matt was like, no, 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 we're not going down that road. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know, but I'm just telling you, because you have to voice it sometimes. Otherwise you're just going to, it's like, I'm just telling you, I woke up and this is how I felt. And he was like, well, we're going to work at it because it takes work. So it's, Right. For me, it's that just like you're saying, For okay, sure. maybe I should reach out to this person and be that transparent first. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, whatever. how do I know you fill in the hole if you're not going to be like, yo, hey, I need help. Yeah. Right. right? I can't. I, I, people are going to walk by and think you're a okay because mm-hmm. we all put this like lovely yeah. mask on. But it's like, no, you have to be humble. Like yeah. the world says, no, you need to be prideful. There's nothing wrong with you. You do you, girl. And it's like, no. Right. I need someone to help so I'm yeah. gonna be honest and if they step on me I know not to go to that person mm-hmm. right because you fruit there's your fruit if they step on me I'm not going to you yeah. if you give me your hand I'm gonna I'm gonna accept it and be like okay mm-hmm. I know where I stand if right. that makes sense um I was I was taught at a young age that there should be three circles of friendship um I don't know if y'all ever heard of that or like seen the little diagram like I don't know <laughs> it was like a sermon series forever ago <laughs> but like the outside circle should be acquaintances people who are either under you or that you're pouring into so right. acquaintances people that are in your sphere of influence 
the inner little circle is supposed to be like there's three circles. So big outside, circle, big circle, yeah, big circle, medium Middle circle, circle. <laughs> yeah. and small circle. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. I was like, is it this one? No, no, no. It's the, the, like the, the overlap. It's not. It's yeah. not a Venn diagram. Okay, great. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's a big circle inside of a little circle yeah, inside of a little, tiny yeah. little circle in the middle. Yes. Okay. And now we're all on the same page. Visual learners so are all it's a podcast. So we have to like paint the picture for the listeners. Right. Y'all, yes. y'all can't see it, but yeah. I'm like doing the Miss thing but. in there. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. So anyway. So the outside circle is supposed to be acquaintances. It's supposed to be people in your sphere of influence. This can be coworkers. This can be people mm-hmm. you see at church. This can be, you know, just people you're acquainted with. Right. It doesn't have to be deep, heavy friendship. Right. The middle circle are people that are in your sphere of influence that you do also let influence you. But it's still, you know, not as, not intimate, not, right. not extremely intimate. And then the smallest circle is for your close, intimate friendships that you let speak into your life, that you let that, you speak into theirs. It's mutually beneficial, like you all are growing together. Those can be life friendships. Those can be, you know, like all that stuff. So for me, it's always helped me to know where people belong. Yeah. Like, and mm. understand where people belong. Because... For and something unfortunately I found out is that sometimes someone may be in your inner circle, but you're not in theirs. Right. <laughs> and and when that happens, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> that we'll get to. But like sometimes that happens. Yeah, and that's okay. Yes. But just know where you stand. Know where right. you're at in the circles. Like honestly, <laughs> and also know your own circle. Right. Like know who influences you. Know who's in the inner circle. Know who impacts you. And you know that doesn't just extend to friendships. Family members can be put in those circles as well. True. I don't call up my second cousins and, you know, like inform them of everything that happens in my life. Mm-hmm. I just right. don't do that. I don't tell everyone every single thing about me. I'm, you know, like I'm a very private person in general, but like I, I really don't do that because I understand, okay, not everybody needs to be super close to my heart. Not everybody needs to be super intimate. Mm-hmm. I'm called to be loving and to have a, a like-minded with people. And I'm called to do what Philippians 2 says. But I also have the wisdom and discernment to know that not everybody needs to be in that inner circle. Not everybody needs to know every single part of you because you do have to use wisdom to keep from getting hurt. You do right. have to use discernment. You do have to understand that not everybody has the either emotional capacity or the mental capacity to handle whatever you've got going on. Mm-hmm. Like you, you you have to have those boundaries with yourself yeah. so that you can continue to have healthy, good, God-centered relationships and where you don't feel like alone or anxious or freaked out because I know social media doesn't make it any easier. No, of course not. <clears throat> and so you just have to know and you just have to have that discernment. So that always helps me. Yeah, the circles always help. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I think, okay, if I'm in a pickle, if I feel alone, who do I call? Who am I texting? Who is helping me out? Who is assisting me um, after I've gone to God first? Like, yes. who, who are those people in my life? And so I know that's difficult. I know that's hard. And, you know, sometimes in, in different seasons, like I know in high school, I felt like my acquaintance circle was huge. You know, like right. I felt my, like my acquaintance circle was huge and maybe I only had one friend that was in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And that felt in weird ways isolating. It mm-hmm. felt like, gosh, I only have this one person. <laughs> like, I have all these people who don't know me or right. want to know me, and like, but I have just this one person that only really knows me super well, and I don't have a deep relationship. Like, what's up with that? Like, yeah. But then, you know, seasons change, and suddenly you're like, oh, this person that was an acquaintance 
now has the capacity to be in those inner circles and has the capacity to, you know, we're in similar seasons now and it's changed. Mm -hmm. So even also being flexible with that and knowing that people do change if you give Mm -hmm. them a chance. People can surprise you. You don't know if you'll open up to someone and suddenly, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was dealing with. Or that's exactly what I need in this season of my life. Or that's exactly, like, you wouldn't have worked six years ago <laughs> right but you work now yeah <laughs> like that's that's a blessing in and of itself that's yeah. that's kind of how we are yeah for sure. <laughs> actually so sure. like it's just funny how god really does work it out mm-hmm. and god really does want you to have fulfilling good relationships i cannot stress it enough he yes. wouldn't have included it in the bible if he yes. didn't want you right. to have good fulfilling deep relationships he really does so yes. That's that's all I've got to say about yeah, it. That's so. really good stuff, though. Yeah, like I was gonna add just a little input. Yeah, go ahead. Our heart is very deceitful, Oof. and like um, we we don't realize that we're just like. But I feel like I'm like, mm, no, that's not that's not a good feeling. <laughs> um, but that's why you have to have good people around you. I like the Venn diagram, or not Venn diagram. Sorry, <laughs> I said it. And I'm like, no wait. The <laughs> circles, the circles, <laughs> the little circles, not Venn diagram. <laughs> but I mean, it can be at the point because like God's yeah. in the center of that little. Because that's kind of what I was taught when I was yeah. going through VBS. Um, they, they, there's God's in the middle of all your relationships. He's right. not in a certain box, right? Yeah. He's in all your boxes, but yeah. like. They're, the Venn diagram is kind of like, you got these people here, these people here, and these people here. But our heart is very deceitful. And I think the worst thing that we could do is in that time where we do feel alone, we say, oh, I don't want to bother Nessa. Yeah. She's got yep. you know, baby. I don't want to bother her. Or, or like, eh, she probably thinks I'm too much or whatever, <laughs> right? You're like You don't want that. You don't want right. to think that you're a burden, right? Because yeah. it talks about, I need to find it. It talks about we need to cast our burdens, one, to God, mm-hmm. but we also have to have our friendships. Like with the yeah. people that we truly, our brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to share burden, yeah, right? Yes. And we shouldn't be doing things alone. And I think the, the enemy has us like, holding down with that little seed that he plants to mm-hmm. make us get to that point where it's oh, yeah. like, I right. feel alone. With isolation. Yes. Yeah, for right. Sure. So, and, and sometimes you just have to be that person that's like, nobody comes to me at church and says they could pray for me or something like that. Nobody yeah. comes to me. Why not me? Maybe you should go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should just go and say, hey, yeah. I feel alone and see what happens. Right. Because the Lord's going to guide you the right path. Something about that woman over there looks very like tempting. I'm going to go to say hey to her and say, I need help. And tempting. Boom. Sorry, not tempting. <laughs> Drunk. 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 I don't know. Good temptation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yes, That's I good. feel you. I also think, <laughs> let's talk isolation for a minute. Yeah. I do think that, and this is my opinion. Okay. I do think that sometimes God does call you into a season of alone. Sometimes. For sure. Not for extended periods of time. Mm -hmm. Not for, you know, like, not in a way where you fall into sin or anything like that. But I do think sometimes God needs to be your one and only focus. And sometimes he needs to get you alone because Jesus was alone all Mm -hmm. the time and made sure to be alone to, you know, seek out God himself and make sure that he was one with his father and creator. Right. However, I do think sometimes due to not wanting to put in the effort, due to not wanting to put in the work, 
or due to being afraid of hurting somebody or afraid of crossing someone's boundaries or something like that. Like sometimes you can put yourself in isolation Mm -hmm. and we're not meant to do life alone. Yeah. Like at all. We're not meant to do life alone and we need people and we need to be open to people and need to be able to be transparent, Mm -hmm. be able to be vulnerable because how else are you supposed to do this life? man? Mm -hmm. like you need somebody behind you praying for you thinking about you like helping mm-hmm. you out because yes. we need that like For we, sure. we desperately need it so what I would say is unless you're in that kind of season of isolation where you feel like God has actually just wanted you to divide his your his your attention to him right I think we need to all work on it in other aspects of just letting people in and allowing people to kind of minister to us not just in whatever season we're in but just in general like just allowing people to kind of be involved in our lives and seek out other people because we never know. Like you never know who needs that. Right. You never know who needs what you're carrying. Mm-hmm. So don't be stingy. Yeah. <laughs> don't be stingy, right? <laughs> Go out and you know, not to everybody because yeah. not everybody deserves your time and not everyone deserves your attention. But make one effort. Mm-hmm. Text somebody today. You know, like reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a minute. Reach out, schedule a hangout, do something because that's that's good for your mental health too. Oh yeah, not only for your spiritual growth, but like it's good for your mental health to do Mm -hmm. something for somebody else that has nothing to do with you. Yes, (laughs) keeps you humble, keeps you transparent, and keeps you holy. (laughs) (laughs) Amen to that one. Yes, I love it. But all right, we have come to the end. Thank you, Leslie, for sitting with us. Thanks for having me. This was a good one. I really liked it. This was awesome. I love talking friendships. Um, Hopefully, we can talk relationships next week. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about dating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dating. Right. (laughs) Very exciting. We're super excited. But thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye.